Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome Mark Morrell. And we welcome Dietrich Davis. Well, he's Mark. I'm Dietrich. Yeah. But um, before we get started, we're going to leave you. Sometimes you need a destiny. And sometimes you need a man, a man named No Name Tim to walk you to the ring. You know who this is, Mark. Ain't nobody realer, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, firing squad. Ladies and gentlemen, they had put that on iTunes, so I had to get it. The illest, one of the illest theme songs in wrestling today. In the fucking game. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get it, it's on iTunes. It's by No Name Tim. It's G.O.D.'s Firing Squad featuring uh, Callus Keys. Dope track. Worth everything that it is. I had to, I had to put that on. You know, I saw the, um, the video where uh, No Name Tim was talking about how he put the shit together. Oh, okay. He went down. He he broke down everything that he used, all the components right. that he used to put it together. So just a dope I'm watching track. you, nigga. I'm just, watching you, just, nigga, Tim. Just a dope track in general. One 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 of the very few good hip hop songs that's not uh, polished. Polished. Word. Um, I want to talk about a few things that we will be talking about this next few episodes. We're going to be talking about um, the murder of Chris Benoit, the other guy. What did we mention? The death, the the murders, and the double suicide, double, double suicide, double homicide of Chris Benoit. Right. You mentioned who do we put on the list? Dino Bravo. Talking about Dino Bravo. We're going to be talking about Pat Patterson and the Ring Boys. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing our normal reviews on the shows, but we're changing everything. Uh, changing a few things. Um, I would like to get in contact with Hannibal Smith. I'm going to reach out to him so we can compare WWE contracts and have someone like Mark ask us questions on what the process was. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could make that happen. Right. Because um, I just learned how to do a mix minus. Okay. So now we could probably take, well, I'm, I got to practice a little bit more so we could take phone calls in. Um, I got a lot of, when it comes to the Dino Bravo stuff, I don't have no court papers, but there's a lot of, Promo, not promos, but uh, what do you call those? A lot shoot of, interviews. A lot of shoot interviews and a lot of speculations as to what happened to Dino Bravo up until the time of his death. Right. So we want to touch on that a little bit. And with Benoit, we want to um, have almost all of the court documents, letters that were sent to WWE, stuff WWE sent, all of the stuff that went into this case and how the monies went and blah, blah, blah. So I want to touch on that. I also... um. There was someone else's murder in wrestling I want to talk about that we put on the list. 
Well, there's a lot there, so um, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, but you're right. It, it was the murder of Dino Bravo. Right. That was someone I wanted to talk about for sure, for sure. You know, unless, of course, you were probably talking about Gino Caruso, maybe. No, no, no. Nah. It was, there's a name that I, I think I might have wrote down on paper, which is in the room, that I really wanted, um, I don't know. I want to touch on that heavy. So long story short. Uh, we are recording this at 7.13 on a Monday. We're going to record two episodes today and this weekend. Mm-hmm. You want to sit down and do that lot number like we normally do, like I, eight or nine? I think we should because you know uh, we got some stuff going on this this coming week and by the time they hear this. Right, right. So I'm going to try to get these. I'm, I'm going to make sure these episodes go up. Our last episode was a Jim Cornette's, uh, the Montreal screw job, a Jim Cornette story. I like to add to that. <laughs> yeah. A Jim Cornette story. Because it really is a Jim Cornette story once you learn the base, once you learn the framework of that. But I want to, you know, in watching these Dark Side of the Rings, they only recorded 10. They filmed 10, but they're putting six up. And if the six do well, they'll put the other four up. Right. But I want us to be able to piggyback off of that. Exactly. And capitalize on other incidences and murders and maybe the same stories from different perspectives that we can gather up all the information on. Um, so I want to touch on that. I have a lot of shoot interviews. I got about 200 shoot interviews. Some of them never even hit the web. Right. Some of them wasn't shot by RF video. Some of them just people who had audio recordings and it was accumulated. So I want to start. I don't want to just be a wrestling review show. I want to cover all things in the world of wrestling. Exactly. You know, because... With all the information that's out there, it's good that we share it, we break it down, mm-hmm. and enlighten the people as to what has happened, what's going on, and what the outlook of the future of professional wrestling is going to be. And uh, as history repeats itself, we can only but help but to learn from history along the way. Right, and and, and that's the most important thing. And I think, you know, we talk about, um, one of the next episodes we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Leo Rush. And today we're going to talk about the Fabulous Moolah first. Yes. But in one of the next episode, we're going to talk about Leo Rush. And I don't think people know how a WWE contract is broke down, what the wrestler really has to financially put themselves. Through. I just showed Mark about three, two paragraphs or four paragraphs of a big one that I had that's about 42 pages. I know Hannibal Smith, which I'll be reaching out to. I know he has his. And I think if... I can get three or four guys together and let Mark ask us all questions and break down how things went, how the tryout originally went, how they asked you to come to a dark match, how they invite you to WrestleMania. That's a big tease. They uh, put you in the skybox. They do all of these elements to entice you to sign to nothing. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when not everybody gets the 38% on merch, some people, when you first get into that company, you're looking at probably 5%. Some people got 15 Um, The decibel doesn't move. Um, You're breaking your neck. You know, you watch the pay-per-view, which came on last night. You realize all, the, all these guys broke their fucking backs. You and know, their bodies and everything. You and know what I'm saying? And, they're not, and it's, it, it doesn't matter who wins the match at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if Brock came up off that. You know what I'm saying? Right. What it comes down to initially and in reality is what you're paid. Yep. And to know how you are appreciated is to know how you are paid. So when you work at a company and, and you got a guy who runs EA Sports, was what we were talking about on Wrestlers with, I mean on um, the Important Nobody's podcast, and his salary is $44 million a year, and he gets a $20 million payday Shh. as a bonus for, for a good year's job. 
that mm. makes you think about how this business of entertainment is set up. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Let's let's uh before we touch on fabulous Moolah, let's touch on Leo Rush. Let's, right. let's, instead of this let's, being the let's fabulous get, let's Moolah get this episode, shit out the way let's yeah, get it out the I, way. I feel as if Moolah leads to a darker conversation yeah so all right so as we all know for those who have been following the story leo rush has been removed off of wwe television he recently just removed anything with wwe trademarks markings or yeah, whatever off of his twitter and his um his instagram and facebook and all, all social media all, profiles everything's cleared now the issue of of the story takes place of his, as they say, allegedly his attitude backstage, uh, doing certain things, being a part of various traditions he's not participating in. Let's be, let's be correct. Various hazings that 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 has become traditional format in WWE because that's hazing someone. So now, discussing the matter of hazing, what he's been. Uh, accused of or garnering heat from was bringing un- unauthorized family members to rehearsals. Well, they didn't say unauthorized, unauthorized, because a lot of people bring their family. I think the issue was he brings them, and it's being said it's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes it could be a little too much. They also said it was like, you know, most of them didn't have the proper credentials to come in, but they would just go to these places and what have you inside the arena. Uh it was said that he had uh, backstage heat with Finn Balor. Well, they, they they didn't say heat. They said Ben Balor warned him. Right. And I think I think the, what we're getting is a lot of Here's bad say. labeling and from everyone's perspectives. The fact of the matter is, you, you you get signed to this agreement. You your hopes are high. You get many smart people. You know, you look at Hannibal. Use him as an example. He was happy to be there. You take someone like Leo Rush. I think he has the right attitude, just he's executing it wrong. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I should not, it, you know, when you're being hazed and told to get water, here's WWE's catering, which can cover five to six salaries mm-hmm. a day. You get what I'm saying? Right. If you if the catering is maybe sixty, seventy thousand dollars, that's some girls are only making sixty grand a year. Some guys are only making maybe seventy grand a year. If you offer, if Leo Rush was being offered three hundred thousand for five years, that breaks down to sixty thousand a year. Um, with that being said, that's not a lot of fucking money. No. And Vince has a habit of offer of offering the bigger guys, who are three hundred pounds, two hundred and eighty pounds plus, these four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar a year deals. It means nothing to them because in reality. No one should make less than four hundred and fifty thousand a year in sports. Do you understand that the, the the lowest paid person on a football team makes? I just found out five fifty plus. Okay, that's the least that they could pay you in the NFL. So in now, the NBA, the mm-hmm. least that they could pay you is six hundred. I mean, it's four hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so that's now, a bench warmer. It is now. What I'm going to say about this, as far as like the water thing, now the lock in the locker room, as they say, the younger wrestler. Is supposed to sit at Gorilla and hand waters out to the talent when they come back and forth, when they come back from the ringside area. So, do you agree with this? No, I don't. Because personally, I think that if you got two hands, you can go and get that water. So, here's my yourself. thing. Um, the USA Network, to me, is, handing, is telling them to tell young black men or whoever it is to go hand out water. If 
I'm paying if that the USA Network, which logo is on this television screen, who are waiting for Raw to start. If the USA Network is paying for your TV, and Snickers is paying for your advertising, and Fox is paying for this, technically Fox is hazing people, because that is the money that is used to produce that show. They probably allot some of that to pay for catering in okay. the back. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I get what you're these saying. are why companies crash down on this shit type of shit. So if I'm sitting in the back and someone, the NBA has a young man to hand out towels. Imagine the telling, equipment manager. Right. No, 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 no. The towel boy. That's his definition. Okay. Yeah. A towel boy. Imagine, imagine LeBron James in his first year in the NBA, he's handing out bottled waters while he's supposed to be worried about putting points on the board. Imagine how belittling that is to LeBron James in his first year in the NBA handing out bottled waters. And here you are on a national television televised show and you see LeBron in the back going, yeah, boss, woke for good points. Yeah, boss, this, that, and the other. How do you psychologically tell a wrestler to prepare to do work when you just bust him down to a position that's not his? Well, think, just, think of, just imagine LeBron. Imagine Michael I can't, Jordan. I can't, I can't see Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Larry Bird, Anyone uh, Patrick Ewan or anybody, Stephon Curry or anybody else out in the game right now being broken down to that point to do so, to give water to the senior uh, ball NBA players. Player, right. So, right? But, but you know what the NBA does? You know what the NFL does? You know what the NHL does? You know what the, 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 M, the M Major League Baseball does? They hire an individual person to do that task. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? They have an individual person to hand them towels. There's an individual person to hand them waters. There's an individual person to mop the floor when a basketball player falls mm -hmm. because of the sweat on his body. Right. So you're telling me WWE, which is a billion-dollar corporation who just took in $2.5 billion between two big television networks. Mm-hmm. And, not, and notwithstanding the money that they got that they're getting for ten years doing shows for Saudi Arabia, right? Well, well, let's let's move Saudi Arabia out. Let's focus on the United States because in Saudi Arabia, if they want to have a dirty little fucking Indian hand someone out, then let them hand a Sikh or Muslim guy hand them out. Don't let them do it. But we're talking here in the states on the American payday money. That Saudi Arabia money pays for that Saudi Arabia show. Mm -hmm. Now you telling me they can't say to the arena, "Hey, you got the guys." The, the, WWE doesn't hire their own people for um, equipment management. No, 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 no. They don't hire people to sell the hot dogs. When you go to Madison Square Garden, you go to an arena, that is the arena staff selling all of the food. Exactly, right. So, with that being said, you telling me you can't get that NBA kid to come in and have towels and waters in the back because that's his paid job. Or let's say if you're in uh, Madison Square Garden and you at thirty and you you work at Madison Square Garden, your union is thirty two BJ. You telling me thirty two BJ's towel boy can't be there to hand out water and towels to the wrestlers that come to the back? That's not a bad idea. You know, what I'm saying? Uh, maybe, and, maybe and, they and should. Maybe but, they should, and make it a part of the buildings, and pay the building extra to pay that person to come in for the day. So now let's talk about. You're right. So let's talk about this one thing right here, because mm -hmm. we talked about this before, and one of the things that I mentioned to you was that in other countries in the world, in particular in Japan, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they have the senior young person uh, system, um, senpai kohai system. Over there, and it's not just only in wrestling; um, it's in sumo, and it's also in other parts 
of life regarding things in Asian culture, where it's right. like you're, you know, as the senior, the young person takes care of the need of the elder. You ever took right? martial arts? I dabbled in it. Right. So I took um, jujitsu for a while. Um, it was to help me with my amateur wrestling in high school. Right. They would tell you that's hazing. Okay. It's no. It's still. It's a part of a culture. They say you, what you have. What you will learn is with Asian culture. Things that they say became discipline was a way to embarrass someone. Okay. Now, well, me and you are part of a organization. We're not going to say the name. Okay. We're part of an organization. What if I told you there was a guy that would walk up to you in front of your girl, your wife, tell you hop up and down in one foot? It would fine you for not hopping up and down on one foot. But you got your wife and your kids with you. Imagine that. They're going to say it's been like this for a thousand years. Well, it ends today. You get what I'm saying? Right. So imagine belittling a person. This belittlement can easily become law. Look at so many fraternities and sororities. Mm-hmm. Some some of the worst belittlement in the world has become documented and, and, and go, well, that's the way it goes. Hulk Hogan should not have gotten his leg broken by Matt Suda. Why do you have to break someone's leg? Was it because you knew he was the star he was going to be and you might have been jealous and you might not, hold on, and you might not have been able to handle that and you was trying to make sure that we all keep our paydays? There's no reason to break another human being's leg because you're teaching them a lesson. He could have learned that same lesson without that leg breaking. What you did was violate him and justify it under business. That's true. The same thing happened to Roddy Piper also. And, and, I'm, and hold on, and I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan and I'm defending Hulk Hogan right now. Right. Now, I'll tell you the story about Piper. Piper in his young days, just coming from a well, hot keep angle. It I'm just saying. Short because you know, he, we, we got to get back to Leo Rush. Coming from a hot angle, mm-hmm. comes over to New York from this big main event run in LA. Mm-hmm. Albano, Freddie Blassie, all these guys stuff his um, bagpipes with tissue. He goes out there, he's doing the, the anthem on the bagpipes. No music is coming out. When he comes back, they say, See you later, kid. We'll call you, don't call us. And seven years later, he comes back and becomes the hottest seal in the right. company. All right, so they mess with his shit. But we're talking about physically violating another human being. How many wrestlers we know, not we know, but we know of, that will physically violate it because someone didn't want someone else to get on? If you can't stop fame. If someone is meant to have it, it's for them. They're going to get it if they're putting themselves in the right element. Mm-hmm. Hogan, no matter what, Undertaker was either going to be a great NBA player, or he was going to be a fucking great professional wrestler. Kevin Nash was either going to be a great NBA player or a great or a professional wrestler. wrestler. Right. Same thing with Roman. Same thing for The Rock. Austin, if he didn't, if he didn't get tired of playing football, he might have became one of the greatest NFL players of all time. We don't know. We never know. Right. Okay. You get what I'm saying? And maybe he wouldn't have. But there's some people are destined, whether they avoid it or not, to grab that. That uh, that ring and run with it. So now with, back to Leo. Um, I have no problem with him being a confident man, and I have no problem with him, you know, standing up and saying like, "Hey, listen, this 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 is not a good look to see a young black wrestler carrying someone else's bags into the arena or going and carrying out the building and to go out. get water." Right. right now, Mark Henry says, "Hey, if there's a problem." Talk to me. I can help you navigate through the shit. Now, this is a person who went through that same system, who's been hazed, who's been ridiculed, and 
ate a lot Hold of shit on. sandwiches. Hold on. So now let's see. You brought up Mark Henry. Mark Henry is a very special case. Mm-hmm. Mark Henry problems came because he made. You know how big Mark Henry's contract was? He had a ten. He was the first one with a ten-year contract. Hold on. Did you know how much money that contract was for? How much was it? it he was one of. Austin didn't even have an end of millions contract. He had one first. Oh shit! Right. This is not a fact. This is not. This is not bullshit. This is a fact. Okay. So when Mark Henry Henry comes in, why some people don't have guaranteed contracts because Vince loves these big guys, mm-hmm. and because he was able to dunk a fucking basketball at a dunk contest, that's right. what gets him signed. Do you know that it wasn't the world's strongest man? It was the fact that he can dunk a ball. He can dunk a fuck. I can dunk a bat. I can. I can. I've. I has been documented. I can get people on the phone right now. I can dunk on an NBA rim. He dunked on a fucking NBA rim at three hundred. And 70 fucking pounds. Okay. This is what gets him signed to the WWE. All right. All right. This is what brings the attention. And then he happens to be the world's strongest man. Mm-hmm. So you come in, and there are some guys in the back who is not even making 50 a year in 94, 95, 96. He, Kurt Angle had just said no to the WWE in 96. Mm-hmm. After he won the Olympics, right? All of this shit is taking place, and here's this big black, back, this big burly black dude comes in because of a basketball dunk, mm-hmm. and can make upwards of nine hundred k a year without knowing if it'll work. Technically, Mark Henry television run didn't work until the late thousands. Exactly. It took them. T- it took twenty years to get their value out of Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. So, and he came in with a bad attitude. And who had to teach him about his attitude? Jim Cornette. Steve Austin. Oh. Steve Austin said, why don't you tell him, instead of yelling and screaming and do all this, tell him the guys, meet you under the, meet you here to stand in the other, close the door, say, if you want to handle it, we can handle it right now. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to meet Mark Henry by themselves. So that pressure came off. So it took Steve Austin, to, which is documented, to pull him aside and teach him how to handle himself in that business. You're getting paid a lot of money, big man. You're getting paid a lot of money. Some guys will never see that in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You're making in a fucking year. All right, so Mark Henry coming to Leo Rush is a little bit different. Mark Henry had to protect The Rock. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So here, bring it back. And I don't want people to think we we talking about Leo Rush 100%. Leo Rush comes in. He's on the indie scene for six fucking months after six months of training. A cup of coffee. After six months of training... He's on the indie scene. After six months on the indie scene, he signed to NA, to the developmental program pro, pro center. After three or four months in there, he's moved to NXT. From NXT, he's moved to 205 Live. To two, to 205, well, let's just say the whole WWE. 205 Live, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so because- Main roster. Yeah, he's on, whether you're on 205 Live or not, that is the main roster. Okay. You're on the televised big money roster. You move to the main roster, you're, you're tagged with Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley- they couldn't. They they dropped the ball. He should immediately went up against Lesnar, even if he lost. Right. You put him up against Bobby. You put him with Bobby Lashley, and things are working out. You're doing your job. And you might have got too much too fast. Now I don't believe in this whole making people disciplining them for the business. If you sign me to an agreement, 
Nothing else matters but what's in that agreement. Mm-hmm. You join the NBA, LeBron doesn't need to have to put up the basketball rim to know how to dunk on the rim. The day is over with. It ne- the, the, the buildings won't allow it. I don't need to lay down ice to understand how to skate to be a hockey player. So when this young man signs a deal and he's being told to go to the store like a fucking doja, as we say here in New York. No, it's not like he was going to the store. It was like no, no, no. They, they, he said they they would send him to the store to oh, go get. Oh, they said that he was be he would be he have to sit at gorilla the, and he would have to hand water to the talent. The the, the and calm, then he also had to clean the locker room and then he also had to help carry the bags for the wrestlers on you, and off the bus. You need to read that whole interview on Fightful.com. He was also being sent to the store for wrestlers. Get the. It, the whole you got to read. The, see you see Mark. You oh, don't be shit. reading your shit. Wow. Yeah, too many times on this show, Mark be caught slipping, not wow. reading his shit, no, I mean, and not I being. The, I, I read the Leo Rush interview. I didn't see that portion yeah. about him going to the store. You're going to your passing fans going to the store for wrestlers. Wow. To go get water. You're passing fans to go out the building to go to the store to go get water and stuff. How does that look? It's bullshit. You know what I'm saying. So when you have those elements, and you're you have those things, and you're and you're looking at all of that. He, his attitude then becomes welcome. But at the end of the day, what have you done in this business to feel that you deserve bigger money when you, ha- you haven't even opened up a can yet? Mm-hmm. You haven't shown us that you can draw. And don't say that you can uh, draw because right now Cena couldn't draw flies to shit in the state of re- professional wrestling. And that's a fact. Cena cannot draw flies to shit. Cena was thought to be the saving grace of the company. He was not the saving grace. Roman was thought to be the saving grace right. of the company. Roman cannot fly. You could bring The Rock back right now. It's not going to bump the rating. Mm-hmm. You could bring Steve Austin back right now. It's not going to bump the rating. Right. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. I don't see nothing that says with him going to the store to buy waters. Hold I on, see, because I there was audio it about it and everything about him being sent to the store for wrestlers. Okay, because I, I don't. And see I can that. confirm that was said by and Leo Rush, and that was confirmed. So moving forward. Okay, yeah, let's let's go forward. As we move forward, because when I prove it once again, like I always prove all my shit, I just want you to say, "Oh, I, you were right." So Leo Rush, he hasn't earned his um, his right. He hasn't. You haven't boosted business. You did not boost business. Let's keep it real. Leo Rush did not boost business. He did not, as much as he was talking good on the mic, he didn't boost Bobby Lashley's business. No. But here's what he complained about, right? He complained that he wasn't allowed to go on meet and greets with Bobby Lashley and that he wasn't getting a piece of the merchandise sales from the Bobby Lashley t-shirts that was being sold with his catchphrases on it. Check us out. His catchphrase was never on any merch. But just like what you told me, how... IPs work and stuff like we that. We were just reading about just it. Just reading right. about it. I can see where that might be a little shaky. Right. Like, man in the mm-hmm. hour, did you trademark that? Did you license that? Did you go to the WWE? Would you like to rent this license from me? No. But I'm certain that they came up with it. And, of course, the E trademarked it and kept it for themselves. They never trademarked man in the hour. Oh, really? No. Nope. Oh, okay. They... Only thing that's on a shirt, and let me look it up right now. You can look it up as two at WWE.com. And if you go to their shop, not to promote them. Yeah. <laughs> but WWE, and we go to shop right now as we're talking on the show. 
I'm in shop right now. And let's type in, and I'm going to type in Bobby Lashley. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to click on superstars. And let's look at current. Hold on. Let me go back to superstars. I don't mean, you know, because this this show was about research. Here we go. Bobby Lashley. Mm Mm-hmm. The almighty. That's it. Yep. Yeah, you, you see anything? The else? Almighty Lashley, Lashley, Lashley. That's it. Everything else is the other T-shirt, which is back to dominate. Which is he only has two shirts. Right, Leo Rush. Now you need to shut the fuck up on that. Okay. All right, and I want to do an extensive search in general. So here he is with those two shirts. All right, and you sit there and you go, "What did they? What are you talking about?" Obviously, Vince came up with the Almighty. That was said before you joined him. That was said on night one. So we have the Almighty and last, like you said, Lashley, Lashley. He has one shirt, back to dominant, like you said. One hat, back to dominant. Mm -hmm. Back to dominate, back to dominate. That's it. Three pieces of fucking merchandise. Not even a bandana. And none of that stuff is moving. Or maybe it is. I don't know. You know, but uh, to say that, okay, you're not getting a piece of the money of it because that's your wording. Man, Listen, I was on his tights and initials. And, okay, so here we go. Leo Rush shirt. He has one shirt. It's, oh, it does say man of the hour, Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. That's it. No disrespect. That's it. And it's twenty seven ninety nine. They haven't even put him in bargain basement prices yet. You know what? Let's just get to the other portion of this shit. No, 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 no. So yeah, we got to close this like out the, with the shirt thing, the merchandise thing that we've already debunked that whole thing about the merchandise. Right. So we just killed that. So we just killed this whole thing. Regarding, so, now, regarding the money, regarding his salary, regarding the fact, I of feel his, that he should know. If you're in the WWE, I feel every wrestler's entry level pay should be $400,000 at minimum. Okay. At minimum. WWE wrestlers got to pay for their travel and they got to tra- they got to pay for their hotel and they got to pay for their food. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people didn't know. Right? So, and, and that's coming out of their own pocket. They also got to pay for the rental cars. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a budgeting thing because you got a family at home, yeah, you got to learn to budget. Well, maybe you shouldn't bring your bitch everywhere where she should be home with your kids instead of on the road with you, and now you're paying for two people. Yeah. What if you're paying for two people, but at the end of the day, if it's $300,000 and it's 60000 times five, which comes up to 300000 a year, in reality, how do you survive at $60,000 when you're traveling the country 300 days a year? Not everybody can negotiate down uh, three, uh, 275 or 210 it can't. It, it can't. You can't. You can't. If you just travel once a week alone at coach, and let's say you just had to go to Monday Night Roars, right? And mm-hmm. it, and I've known writers or one of my friends who started the Collider podcast. I've known him for years. Right. He used to be a writer for WWE. They paid for the travel, hotels, lived out of a briefcase. Mm-hmm. That's a different category. You're not in the writer or creative team category. We're talking about the talent now. Right. So you're paying... Four-year contract, entry level that is uh, 
So let's say you got sixty thousand a year. Yeah. Depending on the state you live in, thirty percent comes out your check. Taxes. So that sixty now busts down to a forty. Mm-hmm. So just once a week, you got to travel to every raw. So let me tell you. So let me tell you a trick about traveling, as a person who's traveled this whole United States. Okay. And and people who travel in entertainment or this that and the other, they would know, especially with film and television. You know, the hardest city to get out of is New York City. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the flight plans, it's very hard to live in New York and travel throughout. It's easier to fly out of Florida than any other state because Florida flight patterns cross into the United States, doesn't have to go into the outskirts and come back in. Got you. So because everything's from Florida, you're at the bottom, you can do the curvature flights. For people who don't know, I'm moving my fingers in curves. Mm -hmm. You can go here, you can go there, you can go there. But from New York, it doesn't work that way. Most people... To save money, have a connecting flight in New York's in, in, in um Florida and in or Miami and break out everywhere else. Right. <clears throat> so, just that alone, let's say that ticket, it costs five hundred and fifty dollars one way. Then you get to the you got to get a rental car. Mm-hmm. Rental car may cost you, uh, let's say another three hundred bucks because you might be taking that rental car into another state. Mm-hmm. So now you have to pay that state's insurance and the next state insurance, right? And then hope that you don't get into a dent or damage anything right. when you're turning it back in. You get mm-hmm. to that state, you got to find a hotel the night of Monday Night Raw and a hotel the next day after you get out, right? Notwithstanding also gym membership fees. I just said, let's just say you're a person who's just showing up to Raw as a producer. Okay. Let's just say you had as one of the people to assist. That's still a lot once mm-hmm. a week to fly to a different state. Yeah. By the time you decompress, so it's going to take three days just to do a Monday night raw. The night before, the day of you do all the work. And the night after. And the night after. That three days. You got four days to decompress. There has been times uh, doing what I was doing and Natasha could tell you, you come in and you're burnt the fuck out. And all of a sudden, holy shit, I got to go to D.C. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I just came from such and such. What the fuck? So now you're getting up, going to another state, getting acclimated, going for the what you have to do, and then leave. That is just on a three-day schedule. Do that once a week for a year. And now that's you will, also you'll be burnt out that's and also, financially broken. That's also notwithstanding, like you're going into the airport like everybody else, right? There's and you're no going special that standings, line, yeah. You know, unless you using unless you're using clear. Now clear costs a couple of couple of hundred bucks, couple of thousand bucks mm-hmm. so that you can just you're cleared, you'll go through that little thing and that's it. You're mm-hmm. you can get on you can go through the um the, the plane without being checked because you're already into the system. Right? So that saves some time, but that's some money on top of that. But you're on but if you don't have that, you're online like everybody else. Right. And 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 that's not guaranteed anything. You get what I'm saying? So even if you ha- let's say you had a flight package and I'm gonna show Mark this is Hold on, don't mention the company's name because they gotta give us money for this. Okay. Um, but fact of the matter, Leo Rush, if you if you wanna keep it on Leo, d- did Leo do everything he was supposed to do? So what if you're one of these people and you fly private because you're a Brock, right? People may justify Brock's this, that, and the other. So check this out. That's the fly right now on a Challenger. 
If I want, what's today's date? Today's date is the 19th? The 19th, yes. On May 1st, if I want to leave at 7 a.m. on a private jet, how much is that fee, Mr. Morrell? Under $1,000. Right. $995. under $1,000 for one fucking seat. If I wanted to fly right now on that day with no restriction, no waiting online. Private jet from a private airport, right? But what if I leave the next day on the 22nd? And I wanted to get hop on that jet. How much did that cost? Three thousand three hundred and ten dollars. Now, imagine flying like that four times a week. You're gonna be broke as a fucking joke, man. Now, that's just the South Florida. You can grab the phone. Look at those packages. That's one way each way. Chinga to madre. Not making nothing up, people. No, it's, it's the truth. I'm looking at it. Yes. This is what Paramount used. This is the system that we used and I use. So think about it. I'll, I'll wow, ble- look, damn, like the cheapest day up here is 800 bucks. And that's on the 21st, right? Yes. Right. 800 on a on a fucking private jet. One way. That doesn't happen. That's lucky. You want to know why that's like that? That's my coupon discount. Wow. Right? It tells it right there, no active deals. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's suppose you got to go from New York to Los Angeles. Yep. Now we're talking. What does that say at minimum? Five. Yeah. Five. Five thousand. Five thousand, right. Between five and almost six. Yep. So imagine you're a talent and you have to do that. And you want to get somewhere comfortably without your body hurting, without doing this, you're doing that. And you want to get there peace and quiet, mm-hmm. not dealing with a fan three o'clock in the morning, being able to pull up very quietly. Imagine just doing that. That's a lot, man. It's a lot of fucking money. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, you're sharing that jet with five other people. So that's not even just you by yourself. It's you, the pilots, and the uh, the steward. The steward. Oh, no, and other people who pay for a seat on that jet. That's why it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're a wrestler who's flying at that scale, and it's costing you five thousand dollars four times a week to fly around. Damn, that's twenty grand. Easy, but even if you're flying cheap and you're flying at eight hundred dollars plane tickets a day, and you're going from four to five days, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? I got it. You're flying. You're flying so fucking much that your money. That's like a. That's like swiping two seventy five on them. We've all been at points living here in New York City where that two dollars and seventy five cent is the most painful swipe in the world. Hell yeah. Or the most painful charge when that's the. Oh shit! I gotta put another three dollars on my card. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm not. I'm not saying this to sound like a shithead. And to keep it on the Leo Rush format, it is one hundred percent. Not easy. They're in Albany, New York tonight, the WWE. For Leo Rush to travel from New York City to Albany, that's what, a five-hour trip? Mm-hmm. He might be able to get on the Metro North for at least... Or the Amtrak. Or Amtrak for about a buck Mm-hmm. So even at minimum, nothing in this business is going to cost you 50 bucks. Hell no. But the water that you're going to be sent to go get. Ah. Uh. Several cases of water. 
you know is is it worth it I, that's all I, I, that's all i want to know is it is it really worth yeah because what he's doing i don't disagree with his method but no super what he's doing should teach the wwe what not to do with the next superstar and what is it to hire put up an ad for one day's worth of work for an individual to sit backstage at $25 an hour to hand out water at a 4 hour uh, or, or even a if he has four the, hour event to sell the, or, the, the or, do that or the catering people who have to clean up the catering cuz WWE how about having one of the caterers have to sit there and focus on handing them stuff that's what they should be doing that's what they should be doing so we need as you would say we need Titus to get himself together and get the catering on point get get the staff going so again it does come down to a lot of things like we just was talking about. It does come down to Leo Rush might have went about it wrong. And yes, there's nothing wrong with being confident. There's nothing wrong with being this. But when do you – he should stand up for himself. But you might not be worth the price tag that he was worth. Right. Let's be honest. Did he do anything groundbreaking for you on TV? No. Do you think he could have became a Rey Mysterio? Possibly. If given the opportunity to. But right now they got him – well, they had him at a spot where they thought that this is where he needed to be to help get somebody else over. And you got to think about it. This guy's in NXT who would kill for that spot. Yep. But he's definitely worth more than than what what's being said. Right. And I think that we need we have an issue with hazing that's in the business of professional wrestling that could come to an end like randy shitting in women's bags exactly or people cutting up the hardy's credit cards or doing like what they did the piper mm -hmm. or this that and the other um it seems like they're protecting a childhood like mentality and the wwe and it's who can who can you make laugh privately right it's all about popping the popping for the boys as they say how would you have would have handled that personally with knowing your personality and this that and the other like, how would you would have handled that? Or would you have been of the original format of saying, I got to do what I got to do because this is tradition? Because you are a guy of tradition. I'm a guy of tradition, but then there comes a point of, and when, it, when it, when it mm -hmm. comes down to uh, walking around cocky and shit, no. I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. I would first think, the first thing I would do, number one, I would have to come in with my, with my mindset. I know that I'm coming into a situation where I'm mindful and respectful about all the things that I, that's around me. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I know, like, if so-and-so is sitting in that seat, I'm not going to sit in that seat. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find a spot and do what I need to do for myself there. Watch, keep my mouth shut, and see what's going on. If there is an issue with something, I'll ask one of the older veterans, hey, man, how do I go about doing this without having to feel a certain way? Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like I want to earn my stripes to be here. What can I do? I'm going to ask questions. Well, how right? about only being only doing what's asked of you in the contract? Because in reality, your job is to only be, be in the building the, yeah. and perform in that ring. Right. Everything else so does now, not belong to you. So now here's the, here's, the, here's the thing, right? Being a professional, taking care of your business, being in, being in your, um, about your business and only working to the, to the tilt of your contract, that became like a problem to a lot of the guys back in the day because they felt like certain guys would sit by themselves and just just be straight-laced about everything, they found something funny about you and they would mess with you. Okay. Just to test your salt. Which is, unfortunately, this is where the hazing comes in because they figure like, okay, 
We don't want an ultimate warrior attitude inside this locker room again. We don't want a prima donna attitude. Can't control right. it. You're citing personality. So now what happens is, is that if you do speak up about it, which everyone, sh- which everyone should do, you could take the the Austin approach, like how Mark Henry, like how he told Henry to do it, pull these guys to the side and say, "Hey, listen, you want to fight? We could have a fight, let's, real quiet, let's, let's, in front yeah, of nobody. Just me and you. Nobody would want to do it." Shake hands. We're going about our business. Yeah, and you don't even. And let me tell you something. I don't shake hands with nobody when it comes to certain things. We ain't fucking with each other. We ain't fucking with exactly. each other. There's a force. I'm gonna say this: that people can get upset. The professional wrestling locker room is full of the most immature, bipolar human beings across the board, and unfortunately, we live in a business where everyone wants to be seen. Everyone thinks there's a way to do things, but no one can prove that it works. And the only thing that works is making sure that the fans walk through a door, that the performer performs in the ring, the writing team is supposed to write, mm-hmm. and the squad is supposed to do what they're supposed to do. Right. And that is the only thing that is needed in this business of professional wrestling. And I commend Leo Rush for standing up for himself, but I do not commend his attitude of thinking he's worth more when he hasn't proven more. Right. I do believe WWE should be paying the talent a base. No matter what. I can understand the Florida position because you're in training and I can understand you only giving them 50. Because you know, part of your developmental deal is 500 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. And you're sharing rooms with wrestlers in OVW. Well, NXT. FC, NXT. Right. At the time, OVW. You share a room with someone, you get 500 a week. Mm-hmm. 500 a week. It's still not still, enough for that still, sport. And you still got to have a job to offset every other expenses that you may have. Well, by the time you make it down there, they're, they're taking care of it. They put two, three wrestlers in an apartment, and you guys got to split your rent. Mm-hmm. See, they're not telling you about that in your OVW agreements, which you were signing with Jim Cornette Incorporated. Mm-hmm. The World Wrestling Federation, Jim Cornette Incorporated. Right. But you were signing with the OVW company and this, that. They're not telling you that you're getting this minimum base. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? There's a lot of moving parts to this business right that's not being talked about and unfortunately as a fan not i'm not saying as a fan as the fans they're not supposed to know this part but but they're, they're learning it they're knowing it they're learning it by listening to you know have you ever seen podcasts. a wwe contract in detail yet not until what you showed me brother right loki can probably give you more give mm-hmm. as much details as i can right mind you loki walked the fuck away yes so you couldn't you couldn't control him with money, because he knew how much he can go make on the indies. Mm-hmm. You know, some people um, treat WWE like a religion, and they become mystified. And I think what happens is you get there and you find out that this it's religion not, it's not what it is. It's not what it is. And I think we have a lot of people whose hearts are broken, and they're disappointed. And you have the and some of these guys just couldn't cut it. Let's be for real. It's like it's like. Um it's like if you had an opportunity to get the golden ticket to go into Willy Wonka's factory mm-hmm. and you're going inside the doors and as soon as you walk in, all you see is Snicker bars and freaking Wrigley's chewing gum. What if it was always that company that owned it but sold you the facade? Here's a good thing. I used to work for Godiva Corporate. Mm-hmm. Godiva's owned by Kellogg's. <laughs> So is it really the greatest chocolate in the world, or is it just one of the greatest branded things in the world? It's one of the greatest branded things in the world. And you know what I'm saying? And I, and I think, not to bring up AEW, because it's not an AEW show, but I don't think people understand uh, Cody and them are not reinventing the wheel. 
and the wrestling business is going to be the same over there. I mm -hmm. think the difference is starting salaries are going to be higher based off of the formula of the NFL mm -hmm. and those Tony Khan and his father coming from the way of minimally paying a wrestler. Yep. Or so paying I, a football player. Or paying a football, excuse me, paying a football player, which will change the industry standard. Just like WCW changed the guaranteed, con changed everything to right. guaranteed contracts. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So I think Tony Khan and them are going to change the pace of professional wrestling. That does look interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, it almost threw me off at uh, the pace of Tony Khan and the pace of how they're going to change the way Vince is going to do business. And I think we all know it's good. Everyone bashed Vince once again before, but that man knows how to readjust the margins. Mm -hmm. And he may shock us and readjust the margins. And maybe we need this Leo Rush incident. Because Leo Rush also did ask, let me go and let me go out and show you what I can do. Mm -hmm. Which means even if he did that, when he came back, you'll be able to be buried again. Yeah. Because this is what WWE does. If they can't create you, they They'll don't want you. you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And look at look at EC three right now. What is EC three doing? Him and Bobby Lashley, they got they both got over in, in, in um Impact, in Impact and became some of the biggest stars in the company. Mm -hmm. Bobby Lashley put that company on his shoulders. And carried it for three years. As the champion. EC three carried that fucking title. Three years. Made himself. And yep. there are people who went there and couldn't be good. You got Eric uh What's the guy? Eric Young. He Eric Young. There. I called him their Mick Foley. He won every. He won all their titles there. And then came over here and can't even get over in a faction that was that was tailor made for him. Yep. So it shows you so much, and I think wrestlers need to stand up. I think there needs to be a base pay for wrestlers. Mm -hmm. I think there there needs to be a uh, a way to protect wrestlers' intellectual properties. Yeah. I think there needs to be because if a wrestler don't know, he has to create all his own licenses, and then you present to them. Yeah. When me and you was on the indie scene, I had already had my own shirts. Mm -hmm. I had already, so I had, let me tell you, I had uh, 15,000 shirts made. I knew I couldn't sell all 15,000. So if you bought one, you got one free. The first 2,000 shirts I sold was to my friends. Mm -hmm. When we started when we, when we started wrestling in uh, LIWF, I forget which we which behind the scenes would be called um, Dog Island Wrestling Federation or Doghouse Wrestling Doghouse or, or whatever. I, those guys will tell you. Even Homicide, we know him personally. Mm -hmm. I didn't even he didn't I didn't even realize I was sitting there and he's looking at me like Dietrich. You witnessed that. Some people wouldn't even believe that story. Like yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, oh shit, my back. I wasn't focused. I was focused on me and you training. Exactly. And the other guys training. And if anybody trained with me, I'm very. You run ropes for an hour just to warm up. Mark knows this. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, we ain't doing nothing else. We're going to run these ropes for an hour just to warm just up. Just to get your wind up. Yep, that's just me. And a lot of people find that annoying, but that is what it is. Yeah. Those guys will tell you I was not, I was, I sold another two, 3,000 shirts. So when you can prove what you are, you have to create your licenses. Mm -hmm. You have to protect yourself. If you know you want to be in this business, this is no longer about having the dream to go to AEW and WWE. Go with your licenses protected. Yep. If it and means, be able if to it, rent your if license. If it means to be out there in the indies and to do your shit, do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've always said to myself, if, when people ask me, yo, um, if, you, if you're if you a wrestler, do you plan on going to WWE? I said no. Yeah, some and people. At the, and at the time, when I said it, I knew realistically speaking, I would have been just another, not even a, a, a afterthought. 
being inside the WWE, I would That's a very honest opinion. I would feel That's a very honest fact that you're saying. I would honestly feel based upon my research of of being involved in pro wrestling and just studying pro wrestling and everything, my my footing would have been done overseas or it would have been like Mexico or it would have been like Japan or probably Canada or maybe even Europe. And it's still no guaranteed success. And right. remember when I was when with the deal I was where there's still no Yo, it just makes you laugh. I'm sorry, people. Brock is on the screen. <laughs> this motherfucker walking through. You know he having fun because he gets what? Now he gets about six hundred thousand a pay per view now. Exactly, and he he's got the At briefcase like a, he got the briefcase like a fucking boombox. You okay. never seen him this happy in his life. That new WWE deal must be phenomenal. Oh hell yeah! But anyway, going forward, ladies and gentlemen, it's funny how he's loved. Leo Rush cannot do what Brock just did. Hell no. Brock broke character. Mm hmm. Did what he wanted just now, and it's coming out the ring after being Money in the Bank. This reminds me of like 2003, 2004 Brock. Yeah. Want to know why? Good old paydays. But anyhow, yeah. long story short, let's close out the Leo Rush thing. Leo Rush, I support. I will always support any wrestler in this business, but most importantly, Leo Rush needs to understand that it doesn't work like that. It's not going to work like that. And, excuse me, things are just going to have to fucking change for him. Pretty much. And... Cut Maybe you, cut your teeth while you're out there, man, and I, just see for yourself where it is that you truly belong. Right. Is Maybe it, you should have said, "Hey, can I get, can I get two hundred thousand at two years?" Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if two years, I'm not here. Fire me. I'm not worth it. Right. But long story short, it is what it is. Uh, Mark, I thank you for this episode. This is officially episode number sixty-one. Yes, sir. Um, I'm gonna leave people with the right song as always. Because some things just need to be talked. Some things need to be said, and some things need to be um, identified. We leave you once again with GLD Fire Squad.